Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Here, from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland, with your host, Tiffany Anton, director of Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hi, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. And today I have probably like, I mean, definitely the guests I've known the entire longest of my entire life um, of Powered by Her guests. But I have my own aunt, um, Jolene Medina, who owns Little Rascals Child Care Center. And so for more, mo- most of my um, loyal listeners, they're all like Upper Cumberland, Tennessee businesses. But I was... Um, kind of inspired to have you as a guest. And so, hi, Jolene. Hi, Tiffany. How are Aunt you? Jolene, if we will. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you're here today and that we can do this podcast. And so tell me a little bit of what Little Rascals Daycare Center is. Um, well, I started the center. Um, I actually started a, the daycare out of my house. We're, um, listen, we're going to get into all that, but just okay. what right now, if I was a parent walking in, what, what what's your spiel? What's your 30 second, one minute? How do you hook them? Um, basically that um, we um, we cater to every all of their needs. Um, and so you have a zero to or six weeks probably zero to 12 years old 12 years old okay so you have an after-school program as well correct and um, you have re- within I say recently probably the five last five years or so you d- you started a preschool program too so like not just a daycare program you child started a preschool program as well correct okay so what <laughs> did you think we, we kind of were talking about this the other day but um, did you think that you would be a business owner ever in your entire life? Absolutely not. No. Never saw myself. Was I've never been a risk taker. Um, never saw myself owning my own well, business. And, and so you're the youngest of five kids. Mm-hmm. You're kind of the, oh, she's just the baby. She, Correct. you know, just... Oh, what's she gonna do with herself? Kind of thing, right? I mean, right, right. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw anybody yeah. under the bus, but this is kind That's of correct. The correct. the life that you kind of. Um, maybe, maybe not, um, gonna amount to the, to greatness. Right. right. It's kind of the, the, um, probably the message that you were told a lot or felt a lot as a child growing up. Yeah, you are correct. But you did have a, um, a thought of working with kids. And so what did, um, your dad? I always wanted to be, um, work with children. And I actually wanted to start out my career working in social work and my dad, did not want me to. He was afraid I would take every child home with me. <laughs> so, and, and so, how old do you think you were when you were when you were along those lines of thinking? Oh, I was probably early nineteen twenty. Oh, so th- that was like a mm-hmm. legitimate career that yeah, you were thinking of that having. I that wasn't like to. your dream as a little girl. No, no, that was a legitimate career. And so then I switched to business. And just because that was kind of what people did. Did when you didn't know what else to do. So I did business. Um, got my degree, um, never, um, um, after my degree, I went into business. I worked out in the business world. You worked at a bank. And so we, um, I say we, you grew up in a small town, Mm -hmm. smallish town. And, um, there was a credit union that your dad Mm -hmm. was really involved with. And so you got a job at that just kind of the small town feel like you did. Right. 
what was quote unquote supposed to be done. Right, right. So you just got your job at the bank and you had two kids during that time Mm -hmm. and um, got married, had two kids, um, found out I was pregnant for my third child. And you were doing okay. I mean, you were okay in life. You weren't weren't like, oh, I I really want to start a business. I really want to start something new. You had no itch. I just, I was frustrated with the business world, wanted to be done with it. Um, found out that I was pregnant for my third son. And um, when it came to my, the end of my maternity leave, I just told my husband, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and I remember you th- you saying, huh, I, just, I think I kind of want to stay with him. And we're like, you've always been a working mom. You've always, right. you know, you've done your maternity leave and gone back. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, huh, you, what do you mean you want to stay home with him? And so... Um, you decided to start an in-home daycare. Correct. And what year was that? Um, boy, that would have been... Well, what year was Gibson aborted? Oh, it would have been 2006. 2006. So, so you decided, okay, I'm just going to do this in-home daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of low risk, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So... I mean, other than I, you know, I was missing a big income. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to do something to supplement that. With income. with three kids in the family and right. now, you know, but right. you were able to then stay at home. But you ran a daycare facility in your home for how many years? Uh, probably about seven years. Seven years. And nap mats all over. Mm-hmm. And how how much strain did that put on your family? It was very stressful to my family. And, and I didn't realize how stressful till I actually moved out of there, moved the daycare out of there. But once I moved it out, I realized how, how strainful it was on the whole family. And, and so after about seven years, and you had always kind of talked about getting out of the house and doing something else and 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 during that time that you were um in the house you went back to school and got a certification or a early ed degree a early ed degree so that you could um ha- you know be a director of of a, a legitimate daycare, daycare and, center yep. and follow all the rules so then you bought a building yes <laughs> did you ever think you were gonna buy a building no, in your life no and it just happened a good friend of ours had come across it, said it was going to be it was in our town and that it was going to be going on the market and so we put a bid on in on it before it even hit the market and we were able to purchase it well so let's go back a little bit to um you as a kid mm-hmm. your mom ran <laughs> quote unquote a daycare we're saying because this is i mean what is this Oh, 70s, was, 80s? Yeah, probably 70s, 70s. part so of 80. She, she ran kind of a, a, a not legitimate business, but... No, she, and she wasn't licensed or right. anything, and she only took, I think, one or two families at a time. Did you think of her as an entrepreneur, though? No. Growing, well, I mean, entrepreneur wasn't really a word. Even right. when you started in 2006, did you think... I want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, no, I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur. How long did it take you to get to that point where you felt like... It's just, it really hasn't been that long. I would say probably the last couple of years that I kind of really have started looking at myself like, I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. you know, what I, do, what I do matters. Right, well, and I think, you know, in the position you're in, so you're the director of the center right mm-hmm. now, and... Um, you are the owner, so mm-hmm. all those decisions of buying a business, and yes, mm-hmm. your husband um, is in construction, so I'm sure he somewhat helped you and guided you, but 
that was your business. Right. And so um, I'd like to say a lot to all the entrepreneurs is like, okay, you, so you have a, a degree in childcare or, you know, mm-hmm. education, but you, that doesn't teach you how to do the books of a business. <laughs> no, and I think actually, because when I was in the business world, I worked in the loan department. I worked in the checking department. So all of those things really added up when I went to do my own business. Yeah. Because I had that background. That background. That, that, that knowledge to take in. But, so. I'm, I'm, but I think as women, too, we have a hard time wearing that entrepreneurship hat mm-hmm. because it's like, well, I'm just... I'm just, I'm doing what I love. And sometimes, especially when you're, you're doing something you're passionate about and you feel like, well, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm guessing after what now, 14 years in this business, 15, yeah. 15 years, it's maybe not quite as fun as it. It's very stressful. And I put a lot of hours, I bet I put anywhere from, especially from fall to spring, I put in probably 70 plus hours a week, a week. So did, did you do you regret the decision to not go back into the banking nine to five world? And no, I mean, there's sometimes but at the, I also I have a lot of other opportunities. I mean, when I want a day off and I can make it happen, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't really have to answer to anybody. Right. Well, um, and that's what a lot of people go into owning their own business for is that opportunity of being the, their own boss. Right. right. And I had the opportunity to raise my third child myself mm-hmm. instead of having um, him in daycare like my first two children mm-hmm. had to be. Yeah. Do you think that that as, I mean, a lot of our listeners have gone through both sides of the coin um, and there's pros and cons to both sides of, mm-hmm. of being a full-time working per- sure. mom and being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk on that at all? I mean... Um, there are. I mean, there. Uh, my third child, it was very tough for him to go off to school to um, do things on his own initially because he was with me seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So He's a little more attached. Right. He had that, you know, where my two older ones that were in daycare and I worked outside the home, they, um, they did great socially, meeting people. Um, they never had... Uh, um, hesitations about doing anything. Well, and the interesting part for you is that um, I think for myself, being a working mom, I feel more whole and more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Not to say it's okay. I, right. I, all of it's okay. All of it, everybody needs to do what they need to do. But right. I personally feel feel more fulfilled. Um, but you were able to be a working mom with your kid full time. Right. So you were kind of able I, to have sort quote unquote the best of both worlds which I'm sure was a double-edged sword sometimes (laughs) and and and, you know I did have the best of both worlds and I will honestly say and I've said to lots of people that I wish my only regret in life is I wish I would have been able to do this with my first two yeah where I could have my job and be with my kids yet too yeah it it was the best well and now you it's kind of come full circle you have your grandchild in the daycare as well i had my first grandchild a year ago and so now he's in our daycare center and um you know some days i don't get too much work done when he's around but um, how was it having your own kid in the daycare especially because at that time it was still in your house so it was a much smaller 
um, facility. It was a much smaller program at that time, so you were really interacting with him a lot more. <laughs> it's it's tough having your own child there. Um, I I typically do not even hire girls that need to bring their children to daycare. I typically will not hire them because it's a conflict. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I've had to answer for my own son to other parents. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so um, it is it is tough to handle. You have to kind of, and in my position, being the owner, I had to put that owner's cap on mm-hmm. and not be Gibson's mom. Um, yeah. And look at both sides of the story. Yeah, and kind of, I mean, it definitely, and I think, too, like, just making sure that you are getting him what he needs and and being treating him just like the other kids I'm sure is tough and not showing any favoritism or both ways you know make sure you're not too hard on him because he's your own kid right right um so in case you're just joining us we have Jolene Medina with Little Rascals Child Care Center in Freeland Michigan and yes it's weird that she's not from Tennessee like all of our other um guests but she is my aunt and so what um where have you, I mean, 15 years is a long time. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. had some ups and downs and just business-wise, I'm sure you've had, I mean, w- even in the world we're living in right now with COVID-19, mm-hmm. you, this is probably, I mean, this is unprecedented of what you've seen, I'm sure, but um, I'm sure there's been other times where you've had some difficult years financially with the business. Mm-hmm. Um, where have you gotten emotional support for this from? Emotional support? It would have to be my husband. Um, you know, when we first moved into the daycare center, we opened it. Um, I, I mean, I put my family's financial future on the line mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and, you know, maybe three months in, the phone wasn't ringing a whole lot. Not as fast as I thought it would. In most mm-hmm. businesses, they say you need to give yourself five years. Well, for some reason, I thought, we would right away we yeah. would be full in my mind mm-hmm. and we weren't well you take that risk that that jump or that leap of faith and mm-hmm. you just want you think it's you know oh my gosh do i need to back out now right, how long right. do i want to hang on right and i still remember and i'll never forget it um it was in october he came in my husband came into the my office and i was just like this isn't gonna work you know, I've just financially ruined my family's future. And I remember laying my head down on my desk and he's like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, you know, this just isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it was like one week after that, the phone started ringing off the hook. And I remember him saying to me, this isn't for everybody, you know, this type of well, and let's add in there. So your so Uncle Joe has been a business. He's a business owner as well. Mm-hmm. And how long? When did he? Gosh, he's been in business for twenty three years. Oh my gosh, it's a long time. I um mm-hmm. so so he kind of has gone through the ebb and flow oh, of yeah. being a business owner. Absolutely. Um, and so he probably has a little bit more support than. Um, you know, we've talked about our family likes to joke around, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you were right. the, you know, and so. Um, he could probably be a little bit more serious in the fact of like, okay, I, I see the pain and how difficult this is mm-hmm. where um, maybe family members might laugh right. and poke fun. Right. Right. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he knew what it was like. He went through the crash of 2008, and so he knows what it's like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but like a week later after that had happened, we started, my phone started ringing off the hook, and we were probably full within six months. Do you, do you think about yourself and the fact of your... A female business owner and what um, role model you provide for others? Um, Do you think about that ever? I don't really. I, I mean, I, you, you've said yourself it, it's taken you kind of just in the last five years to right. really wear the entrepreneurship hat. Right. Um, but I think of like my own daughters and, and I've talked about this before on the podcast a bit but you know they're here out camping and we're trying to charge everybody to sweep their their porches and they're asking you guys about you know owning right. a business and running a business and all that kind of stuff um I think that's really important for women to to kind of not um devalue ourselves or undervalue ourselves and right and I will say just um little things of even because I own my own building, you know, there's maintenance issues and I have to call people to come fix stuff. And they, you know, I feel that there are times that they look at me like, well, I'm not going to even explain this because you won't understand. Right. This. Well, where's, where's the man? Let me talk right, to the man right. about the building. Or they, or they will know my husband because it is a small town. Mm -hmm. So they'll probably know my husband and they'll say, well, we'll get with Joe. Yeah. And I'll, you know, it kindly explained that, you know, it needs to come to me. Yeah. Has, is there any specific situations that you can think of with, you know, something where you did kind of have to stand up tall and say, this is my business. It's not mm -hmm. my husband's business. This is my, he has his business. I have mm -hmm. mine. Um, any specifics? Well, uh, one was um, just recently I had some roof repairs done and they were like, well, we'll get with Joe and we'll let him know what, you know, needs to be repaired and had um, actually sent the bill, all the information, which the bill wasn't a bad thing to have <laughs> to him, but, um, you know, they sent everything to him uh -huh. and, you know, he had to pass it along. Well, and I'm sure in, and, and like I was kind of saying earlier, you know, grandma, your mom in, in the seventies and eighties was, she was somewhat of an entrepreneur herself, but right. she would never say that herself. Oh no, no. She would just say that she, she just, you know, watched kids here and there. Um, and she really could have, um, but I think at that time in the seventies, women weren't encouraged to own their own business. It was always, who's the man behind the woman right. that's going to, um, run things. And at the time, your dad was working full time, um, mm -hmm. so she was. This was just supplemental income for her to right. to this, bring in. This was just kind of almost play money for her. Yeah. Do you feel like? Do you do you ever feel disappointed that she didn't? Because she could have done what you you well, done. Well, you know, she will even say she's. I've heard her laugh a couple times when she hears how much I make. That she's like. I got paid five dollars a day, you know, or yeah. five dollars, or you know. Yeah. $10 a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, to watch children and here I make way more than that. So. <laughs> you make more than $5 a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, she'll laugh about it. Boy, that, you know, I wish I could have made that. Back yeah. Then. Yeah. But, but do you think she, um, you think if she hadn't had the kids around, you would have kind of had that 
bug to have kids? Were you still at home when she was having... I was. I was. Um, yeah, because she stopped about when I was 16. She stopped okay. watching children, and she went to work for McDonald's restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't think that really had... I think just us coming, um, coming from such a big family and my nieces, you know, that I was always around, yourself included... That we were very close. I just, I loved, I always loved being around. Well, and we, we were just joking around about that the other day. At 13 years old, you begged my parents to be my godmother. Correct. And that's somewhat of a responsibility for a 13 year old to, to want to kind of have that, that role. And right. so, but you just always, um, were the kind of, you're only 13 years older than, than me and 10 years older than my sister. So you were an right. aunt at a very, a fairly young age. I was probably more of an older sister. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Guys. Or like a cousin, you know, cousin right. kind of thing. Right. And so, um, and, but that kind of gave you that experience of, um, taking care of not just baby dolls, but real right. kids. I mean, right. I, I, and because we have that dynamics, mm-hmm. it's kind of how I was with, with your son as well. Um, your older one. Correct. Um, so has there, you talked about your emotional support. Have there been times where you thought after the phone started ringing and, and the home daycare was um, successful, were there times where you thought, I, I just, I need to close this down or um, even in the last six months of things, let's talk about COVID-19. Let's talk about what um, the, the pressure that, that has been put on you in this situation. Um, yeah, COVID took us, um, we were actually just getting ready to expand on the business. We are, we're in the process of adding on four classrooms. Um, and so this would like double the amount of children we have right now. Um, I wanted to expand the four classrooms um, and then COVID hit. And we actually probably lost about 10 families. Um, due to them either losing their jobs or realizing they are going to be staying at home now for quite a while. Um, some parents are talking they might not even go back till next year sometime. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're not going to pay for daycare when they're home. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we decided, or I decided, we're not going to expand you know, put the kibosh to expanding right now. Yeah, And um, you did shut down for we shut down for five weeks. Five weeks. Yep. Um, we closed our doors um, March 27th. We opened back up May 4th. And how how difficult was it? I mean, well, there was a lot of state mandates in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but how difficult was that knowing that you, you know, not only your families, but your staff as well of, of what to do in those situations? It was very stressful because I was trying to do the best I could for my staff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, and your families. Nobody right. wants to put their their families at risk of getting sick, but right. nobody wants their families to be in the stressful situation of not knowing how to care for right. like having childcare. Well, when we I started, I almost was forced to do it because my staff had gotten to a point that they wouldn't, they didn't want to come in. They, they were too do. scared of contracting it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have some staff that have asthma and different things that would. Be crucial. Um, so um, I had to initially um, close down on the 27th of March and then 
we were supposed to try and reopen April 13th, I think it was, and still I couldn't get enough staff to come back. Um, my families understood, and they didn't want us to be in a situation where we were endangered, mm -hmm. um, nor their children. Um, so then, finally, like the beginning of May, we were able to round up enough staff to come back. Um, and it, we started out just the essential workers that we were um, taking care of their children. Mm. Um, State of Michigan has been very, um, very helpful mm. to the daycares. Um, they have tried to do everything. They have really been over backwards trying to do everything possible to keep us open, um, keep us above water. Most, I have been very fortunate. I'm doing great. But there are a lot of daycares that are hurting very badly right now. Um, they've lost a lot of clientele and... So you and I have talked about your kind of future plans and you know, in, in the next five-ish years, you plan to, to step back from being the director, still owning the business, but, but step back from that. Mm -hmm. Does this make you want to step back quicker? <laughs> this has been um, probably, I mean, it's unprecedented, right? It is. What it you've is. been through. It's, um, you know, it's been a stressful period for everyone, um, but it doesn't necessarily make me want to jump back. It definitely delayed my plans. Um, now we're getting busy again, and I'm having a lot of phone calls again, um, replacing the families I've lost. Um, we are going to get the expansion going again, um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, within the next couple of years, I would like to definitely be out of the scene. I would be just, as I've promised, I would do the back scene of it, like payroll, that kind of stuff. The business side. The, the paperwork, that kind of stuff, but be out of the active part. Yeah. Um, working 70 hours a week, it takes a toll on you after a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, in case you're just joining us, we're in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center, and I have Jolene Medina with Little Rascals Child Care Center. Um, and so you you mentioned an expansion. You mentioned that you're going to step back. What do you see Little Rascals in the next 10, 15 years? What do you, I mean, do you think you would ever open another location? I had talked about it at one time, but Freeland is such a growing town that it really makes no sense for me to leave Freeland to open another location. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't open another one in Freeland just because they'd be competing. You could always come to Tennessee and open, you know, we I don't, we don't have the snow time, the snow days and stuff that you have. And so you can come down and, um, I have I some business that. connections down there. I'll help you out. Um, but you know, I mean, do you ever stop and think, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to are kind of really in it. They're within the first five years of their business. Mm -hmm. um, have you really thought about how much you, what you've done and what you've accomplished and how much you've grown in 15 years? There's times that it takes me back. Yeah. I mean, that I've like, wow, I've, I've done this. Yeah. I mean, and I look back where I started and where I'm at now and it's just well and I mentioned the preschool program that mm -hmm. wasn't something that you started with because you no. couldn't you had how many kids did you have when you were at the house um I had probably about 15 to 20 kids oh that's way too many kids in your house but still you didn't have the amount of ages to kind of 
you know, do a, a full mm-hmm. preschool program. No. And no. so now um, to be a, a legitimate preschool program and getting these kids ready for kindergarten. I think preschool is my favorite part of my job. Mm-hmm. I love starting out with them in September and they know very little. Mm-hmm. And it's the most awesome thing when you see the light bulb click on and they've gotten what you've been working on you know for the last four months Mm -hmm. and you finally see that light bulb click on and it's just amazing to watch them grow any students in the last 15 years that you think that they really changed your trajectory of of your business of your daycare center um you know, I love them all, and I, I, I see a lot oh, that's of... That's such a mom thing to say. I know, I know. You know what hurts me? Or the ones that stand out to me are the ones that I lost. And let me explain that. Um, the ones that maybe had behavioral issues. Um, there was one boy in particular that I was... I mean, I loved him with all my heart. But he just became too much to handle for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we had to ask him to leave. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones. I've only had to do it a handful of times. But those are the ones that hurt me. Well, I um, think... That you, I always remember. Yeah. you And I'm sure at such a young age, I taught high school. And so I can kind of see what these people are doing as adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was such a young age for, for you to mm-hmm. now see... I mean... To, to know did you have an impact or did you not you know right, my high right. school kids will come back and talk to me because I was right, right as they were becoming adults um I mean I'm sure you had a huge impact but then they're like well that was you know 15 years ago that right, I was in preschool right. so how much do I remember well in one one little boy the one in particular is kind of just talking about he um I did happen to see him outside um at a store and he came running up to me and gave me a great big hug mm. and is like, I miss you. And, uh, you know, I appreciate yeah. tell him I miss him too. And, um, you know, that it's hard to, I don't want to say give up, yeah, but to have to let one go. Well, and it's, it's not even really giving, tough. it's, it's, I think it's just the fact of like, if you could have had him one-on-one and right, you could have right, wrapped correct. your arms around and, and you know mm-hmm. surrounded him in your good kind heart right um but that's not the way the world works unfortunately you well know? in it you know i had to let him go because um he was affecting other children yeah i mean right it was no, affecting you... other children and i gotta protect them all well and that's that's the thing i think that that's that tough part about being the person in charge mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. if you had been the one teacher and you could have you know not made that decision. I think right. that's, I mean, even with the COVID-19, it's, it's hard to make those tough decisions, Correct. but when you're the one in charge, nobody tells you what to do, but nobody tells you what to do either, right, you know, right. for the good and the bad. Right. Right. Um, and that is the hard part of any business that you're in is, you know, making those tough choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what can you, what advice would you give to somebody that is, um, you know, maybe particularly moms that are kind of struggling with how, how to 
how to be a working mom but do something that they love and they want to do and all that kind of stuff what what advice can you give kind of um, think back to that time when gibson was born and um you know you just oh. knew it wasn't right to go back to to the bank job mm-hmm. um you know the, the i think the biggest thing with entre, um, owning your own business um and being a working mom is don't don't forget about your family because it's really easy to get wrapped up into your work and not um, say, oh, they'll understand. Yeah. You know, they'll be there when I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through a lot of my children telling me I love my business more than I love my family. And, you know, they were young at that time and didn't understand um, why I had to be away so much. Um, so... It's, it's tough, but, and you know, I've had to tell myself quite a few times, leave work at work and come home. Mm-hmm. Um, be, so. And be present at home, I'm sure, right, too. Right, Oh, wait, I got it. I just got this employee. Right. I mean, that's a, the, the biggest thing, I think, is when you open that in-home daycare, did you have the dreams of having employees? No. You know, I think it was... I didn't have a dream. This was just going to be kind of almost like my mom. Yeah. You know, this was going to be just some supplemental money. And it just kept growing and growing and growing mm-hmm. to the point that I started having tons of families come to me and say, will you open a center? I think you should open a center. And how many employees do you have now? I have 20 employees. 20 employees. Like, I mean, it's just, it really... And like I said, obviously your entrepreneurial story is clo- is closer to me than any guest I've ever had. <laughs> I've literally been in your you know original home business, right. spent the right. night in your your original <laughs> home business. But it just to me, I mean, it makes me so proud of you to know that, like you said, you know, you you just thought, well, I want to stay at home, I want to make some money, so I'm gonna kind of. And yeah, I'll, I'll make this legitimate. I'm going to go back to school and get the right certification. Um, but to have 20 employees, 20 people that you're providing income for their families to. Right. Um, but that's a lot of pressure, too. It is. And it's, like I said, it takes up a lot of time. And, and, so. and you've even, um, I was talking to your husband earlier, and um, he was talking about one of your employees that you've kind of invested in. Um, to possibly take over things and be, you know, um, and you paid for her school. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> what kind of decision was that hard at all to think of that decision or it was just that's the investment that needed to be made? Um, it, yeah, I wanted somebody eventually when they take over my business to run it the way I want it. You just um, have a little bit of control. <laughs> right, right. I do. I do. I don't like, and and it's very hard for me because I I, um, baby my families so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. I coddle them, mm-hmm. and so somebody walking into to step into my shoes is going to have a rough time mm-hmm. if they don't do what I have done in the past. Right. Right. So, but it's my this business is so to speak my baby. Yeah. I I've raised it's- it. Your fourth, your fourth son. Would this be a daughter? Do you think? Because you have three sons. Is this? I will never have a daughter. Some moodiness with this business. This was your, the daughter you never Uh, had. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I. You know, I and sons have raised it. Yeah. Yeah. um, So what? um, Maybe and maybe that's a little bit of 
you know, you're kind of in a different situation. Like I said, the most of the entrepreneurs that I talk to, or I think most of our listeners are maybe even just considering starting a business. Um, what advice do you might maybe have thinking about selling or stepping back or retirement? Um, what's kind of helped you in the last couple of years kind of get yourself prepared for that next step? Um, boy, I guess I haven't really, um, other than, I mean, there's financial things like, um, I'm trying to get my building paid off. I'm real close to that. Um, um, that will help a lot. I just, um, getting my staff in order, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that they know their role when I'm not there. Um, Emotionally, do you think it's going to be? It's going to be tough. I mean, I have a lot of friends that tell me, you, you're not going to be able to walk away from yeah. this. You can't step away from this. But I and think you're kind of, you're the, that fifth youngest baby child that's like, no one's going to tell me what to do, right. what I can and can't do. You watch me. I'm going right. to be able to step away if that's what I, I want. And very much so. I mean, tell me I can't do it, yeah. and I'm going to show you how I can. Yeah. Um, so, and not to say that I wasn't scared in starting this, Mm-hmm. I absolutely, you know, there was nights I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, gasping for air because it was overwhelming at points. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tell me I can't do it mm-hmm. and I'll show you how I can. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Um, but yeah, there's been, you know, I think emotionally, yes, it's going to be tough. Um, I've already asked to come back and work preschool. Um, as long as it doesn't rope me back into working there full time. Yeah. But I'd like to come in and do the preschool program, be a part of it. Um, and then, like I said, I do the vaccine. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if people do, you, are you guys on Facebook? Could people find you on Facebook if they just want to check out your, we are little rascals, um, childcare center. Um, do you have a website? Um, I do. Um, little <laughs> you can find it on your Facebook page yeah so people can find your website from your Facebook page um, people might just want to check it out and see what you have going on there um, and so what do you think here's one last thing sure. um, what sets little rascals apart you mentioned that there's other daycares and they're str- what sets little rascals apart from other places what's your secret ingredients I think you know a lot of I belong to a director's group that we meet once a month um, and when I go in there and I listen to the other directors, not to say that I'm the best director out there, but I hear how, you know, they don't put in nearly the amount of hours I do. They don't hold it. But a lot of times you find that your directors are not your owners. Yeah. It's very rare to find a owner director. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got the, you have the heart and the passion for I it, do. right? I do. I mean, and that's... And you're invested because, like you said, like, because of the fact that you are the owner, um, if you run a bad program, it's not that you're not worried about getting fired. You're learning, worried about the bottom line. And my, you know, as I tell all of my staff, if they think I'm coming down on them too hard, um, my name is the one attached mm-hmm. to this building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's my name. It's me that answers to the parents, mm-hmm. you know, so that makes me very it makes it different. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you. And I, I mean, I, we talk you. about this a lot and um, I'm just 
it, it does it, it's it's been a lot for 50, you know the last 15 years to watch how far you've come i don't often get to and i mean 15 years ago <clears throat> i was not you know the age i am now so i was a lot younger <laughs> but i wasn't you know i i don't think i really realized mm-hmm. um the business aspect of what you've accomplished and where you you know the fact that you have 20 employees is very huge and so um I'm really proud of you, and I'm really glad that you were able to be on my podcast. So Thank you, and thank you for asking me to do for this. For sure. Well, thank you for being here. And once again, this was Jolene Medina and the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Powered by Her. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.